Welcome to a Longer Table podcast, a space for real and sometimes hard conversations that will often challenge your perspective and always empower you to pull up more seats around your own table. I'm your host, Amanda Carpenter. Let's dive in. All right, you guys, I have my friend Shayna on the podcast today, and I am so excited because Shayna and I were just talking and we have been friends for 10 years. Like that is crazy. How are we that old? I don't know. Considering I'm almost 30, that's a third of my life. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I feel honored that I've known you a third of your life. (laughs) It's awesome. Um, So Shane and I were on the phone the other day chatting. Just we, I feel like you and I have this habit of, we don't talk. We we are not the friends who like text every day or talk all the time. But we, whenever one of us is like driving, I feel like we just call each other and we're just like, Hey, do you have time to chat right now? I'm driving and um, we'll just chat. And so that's been really fun. And the other day we were on a phone call and I loved just really hearing your perspective. You were a nurse Mm -hmm. and now you're a stay at home mom to your son, Luca, Mm -hmm. who's, is he a year? He's a one, he's one and a half. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm a terrible yeah. friend. I don't know my ki- my friend's kids' <laughs> no. birthdays, but we were talking about what that's been like for you. And mm-hmm. I, as you were talking, I was like, oh my goodness. I feel like so many women who are stay-at-home moms need to hear what you have to say. So tell me what it's been like transitioning from being a full-time working woman to a full-time stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, thank you for having me on here. I'm, I'm so honored. Um, but our conversation the other day, you got me in one of those fired up moments that I was in that, um, which was so great, but, uh, I was an oncology nurse for three years. And then I did administrative nursing for the next three to four years. And then, um, when I found out I was pregnant, my husband and I decided that we wanted, um, that I could stay home with him, which has always been my dream. It's always those younger years that you really want to be with them because that's when they're growing and they're learning. And it's so much just like newness and excitement. So, um, honestly in my head, I was like, this is going to be awesome. Like, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. Like I get to be home every day. I can like go on coffee dates. I'm going to go for walks, all this stuff. So fast forward, I had Luca and it was nothing like that at all. I actually remember now Little side note, he was not a very easy baby. He screamed a lot. He cried a ton. Um, we later find out found out that he had some food intolerances. He had skin issues. So the poor baby was just in pain the whole time, but we didn't know that then. Um, so it's I am it's he's a year and a half now, and I feel like I'm just finally realizing that I went through a major identity crisis, going from a full-time nurse taking care of people to being at home every single day, taking care of a tiny human, um, with very little, very little adult interaction (laughs) when before that's all I had is adult interaction. So major identity crisis every day. I was like, what am I doing? Like, am I just a mom? Am I like, Mm. am I a nurse? And I'm like, yes, I'm still a nurse, but like, I'm not practicing nursing. So I can't, I feel like I can't even claim that I'm a nurse. So constant, So then I started looking at the people around me who were in the same boat as me, stay-at-home moms, and a ton of them have some sort of side hustle or they, um, or they have like a hobby or, uh, um, or they've created a business or they're selling something. And so I was like, okay, like 
and they're rocking it. So I was like, okay, I can do this. Like, so I'm looking at things to sell. I'm looking at things to create. I'm looking at a business to start. Like, do you know what I mean? There's all these things because I felt like I wasn't to my full potential. So Mm. I would say probably, so again, he's a year and a half. So this has been kind of my year and a half journey. So probably within the last three, probably last like three to four months, God has just placed like the kind of just the concept of identity onto me. Just like, who are you? Who did I create you to be? So like one thing, um, we joined my, my church has these classes called core classes. So it's all about who you are at your core, like who is God at his core? Who are you at your core? And so it's so great because you really dive into who God is, who you are, um, and all that. So during these classes, you actually take like the Enneagram, you take the, you take all these personality tests because they're really like, who are you? Like, yeah. stop looking around you. Who are you? So this is one thing that I realized through this journey is like, I have found it easier to find my identity by first recognizing what is not my identity. So, mm. and that, I mean, that sounds like such a negative thing. Like, I am not this. I am not this. Like, it's it's not like me going down a checklist saying like, am I a gardener? Am I a cook? Am I an introvert or extrovert? Do you know what I mean? Like all these labels that we have, it was more of like, as I was sitting, I was like, God, what, what can I start? What can I sell? What can I, um, I don't know, like, what can I do? And God basically was like, nothing. Like, mm. I don't want you to start anything. I don't want you to sell anything. Like, I just don't, I don't want you to like pick up something new. And he's just like, because I didn't create you for that. And so this is like, this is the cheesiest analogy that I can think of, but it's the greatest thing is like throughout these classes that I'm taking at my church, they're talking about, obviously like we are all the body of Christ and we all have our own part. So then it like hit me. I grew up in the church. So hearing that verse, I mean, it's just like, wah, wah. I hear it all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just like, whatever. But being in this kind of identity crisis, it made me realize, okay, let's say my ear on my body was like, I want to walk. Like I see the foot and I want to be the foot and I want to walk. And so it's like, it's eyes are, are like my ear. It's focused on my foot. It's like, I'd rather walk. Like that looks cool. That looks more fun. Like that looks more special. But then I'm like, but the ear is such an important part of your body. And if it forever neglects its function and what it's there for, then then it's a waste. I mean, honestly, it's a waste. My ear would be a waste if it kept looking at my foot. And so that's one thing that I feel like I, I recognized. I sat down after one of these classes and I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm not an entrepreneur I'm not, I'm not going to sell anything. I'm not really going to have a side hustle. Like I'm going to be a mom in this season and it may not be okay for the world. Cause I feel like in the world, they're like more, 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 do more. Mm. And that's not to say it's bad because this world would be stagnant if no, if, if everyone, yeah. if no one did anything. But in this season of my life, I am realizing like, if I am the ear, I want to focus on hearing like, yes. and that's it. So Okay. I love this. Sorry. That was so much. (laughs) No, don't apologize. First of all, it's not too much. It's great. Um, I'm sure there are people listening going, Oh my gosh. Yes. Like resonating with what you're saying, because while I am an entrepreneur and while God has given me gifts of like entrepreneurship and creativity and, and like the drive and motivation and desire and like 
uh, enjoyment and Mm -hmm. joy that comes from starting new things. While that is all true of me, I still can relate to looking at different parts and wanting to be more like that person Mm -hmm. and the way God wired them and to second guess myself and to be confused by my identity. And I feel like there's so much that we are going to cover throughout this episode, but I am really drawn to women who aren't like me in the sense that they live into their calling really beautifully in whatever way that is. And for you, it's been fun. I personally, you're one of a few moms that I know who takes their role very seriously. And not that you can't take your role seriously while also having a side hustle. So that is not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but that you, from what I see, from mm-hmm. my perception, it's cool to be like, she takes her role as mom seriously. That is her entire focus for work for mm-hmm. like nine to five. I mean, obviously motherhood, we yeah. all know is not nine to five, but, <laughs> yeah. but that, um, that you're not, I, I don't know. I'm really attracted to people who aren't doing a lot of side things. And maybe it's just because our world is saturated with it. So it's just a little bit, um, overdone in that capacity. And I also have appreciation for women who are trying to help bring in income for their families, if that's a need or, you know, like, or they're like, they feel like their identity has been lost through motherhood. And that's a way that they can express themselves and like get out there and have that adult interaction. So this is not an episode where we're shaming any one type of mom or person, or even if you're not a mom, but I think really the heart of what you're getting at is that God's been teaching you, Shana, this is what I've made you, uh, purposely for mm-hmm. yes and yes. revealing that to you yeah. and it is not the same as Manda or it is not yes. the same as Haley or it is yeah. not the same as Casey or whoever I'm naming yeah. friends of yeah. us but yeah um but I think also a lot of people specifically just to keep you know talking about your story going from full-time working to stay-at-home mom I bet that's hard sometimes to because I I know I've heard you say to me like I've changed diapers like it doesn't feel nearly as important as helping save lives when I was a nurse. But in reality, we know in our head, we know it, but sometimes I think it's hard to get 18 inches down to our heart that you showing up and being the mom that God called you to be for Luca is just as important Mm -hmm. as anything you could go out and do in the world. And I love that mother Teresa quote about like, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. Yes. Yes. It's so true. Yes. I, um, um, as, as I've told Amanda, as I've told you so many times is like, there are days where it's so boring. Like it's mm. boring. Like I'm bored. And that is where you start to question, like, who am I? And what am I doing? Again, this is not, as you said, this is not to shame entrepreneurs. Like all of my best friends are entrepreneurs and they all have great businesses. But what I've learned me personally, who God created me, who God created me to be is I will be your number one cheerleader. Like that is what I will be. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I will be here cheering you on because God did not give me that gift. When I'm like, for the first time in my life, I'm able to look at the other people and be like, I am so proud of you. Like you are rocking it. How can I help you? Instead of being like, well, what can I do to be like you? What can I do to live Mm. up to like where you are? Instead I'm like, how can I help you in this? This is so great. So anyways, um, that's so important because otherwise Mm -hmm. comparison not only the how can I be like you but it can also I think the enemy can use 
just thoughts of like, they're like, it could be this thing where it's like, well, I'm not like them. And it could be like judgment towards them. It could be Mm -hmm. comparison with them or envy. It could be all these different things. So I think it's so great that you flipped the script from how can I be like you to how can I cheer you on? How can Mm -hmm. I support you? And really keeping your eyes fixed on what God has called you to in this season. And I don't say in this I don't say in the season lightly either. Cause I, that's a very like Christians love that phrase of yeah. uh, talking about seasons. <laughs> yes. And I said this at my space workshops, seasons have a very definitive start and ending. Um, so you can't say something's a season if it's just been your life for like three years or four years or whatever. Um, but a season has a very clear beginning and ending. And I think you're in a season mm-hmm. of, let's yeah. see, is one and a half considered a toddler yet? I don't yes. know. Yes. But, um, there, that toddler season will end. And there's a very definitive like time to that. And mm-hmm. then you'll be in a new season yes. and who knows what your different um, roles will be and different things that God might call you to as Luca gets older and life progresses and families change. Right. So yes. I, I just, I love and I appreciate, and I want to celebrate moms like you and people like you mm-hmm. who are staying in their lane in the sense that you're keeping um, your eyes fixed on what God has called you to, and you can celebrate people who are different than you. I yes. love that. Yes. We all need to be doing that. Yes, exactly. And as you said, I do believe that we will have some slower, quote unquote, slower seasons in life where they're not go, go, go. I mean, that's what this world wants us to do is the go, go, go. But right now I found myself in a slower season. And I, as you said, it's not going to be like this forever. We want more kids. I I do want to go back to work eventually. And so this is just a slow season. So I'm like, okay, God, what can I do in this slow season, slower season? I mean, not just the go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. Since I've been looking for the go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. And God's like, gave me nothing. You know what I mean? I'm like, mm. why are you giving me nothing? And he's like, that's the point. Like, mm. you don't need anything right now. So I have read my Bible more than I ever have. I, I have a prayer journal. Never in my life have I had a prayer journal. Now I do. Like, I want to look back on this season and not only... Do I want I want to look back and be like, I invested so much in my family and into people and all this stuff, but I want to be like, that season was the a season of growth. Even though it was so slow, it was my biggest season of growth. And that's what I'm recognizing that I'm growing more than I ever have, but I'm also moving slower than I ever have. So Yeah. yeah. That yeah, I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that basically what you're getting at and what I'm learning too is whatever this time in your life currently looks like, you can waste it or you can lean into it. Yes. And I think with God giving you nothing and Mm -hmm. saying, this is it, this is it, taking Mm -hmm. care of Luca, that's what I have for you. Yes. For you to lean into that and to capitalize on that is so beautiful, but so often we try to fill it or, you know, must like we strive and hustle, like you said earlier, because it doesn't feel like enough. And we end up wasting the space. We look back on that season Mm -hmm. and we're like, Oh, I'm so tired. And I had all that space in my life. Or I mean, I guess tired's not a good word to use because you're probably tired. You have a one and a half year old, but, (laughs) um, you know, because there will be a time where life looks different. And Mm -hmm. so I just, my encouragement to people and what I really want people to understand is 
don't waste the space that yes. you're in. Yes. And, and exactly. I know, I don't, I'm not sure exactly when we're going to air this episode, but right now we're recording in the time of COVID-19 and the quarantine. And it's been interesting how many people are kind of freaking out with what the world is like right now. Mm-hmm. And it, with the, it's very valid. And what I'll say is I am totally fine being home. Uh, social distancing isn't really impacting me a whole lot. One, because I'm an introvert, but two, this is what I've been trying to get people to learn for about two years now. Mm-hmm. God took me on this journey of creating space. And I know you know this. Mm-hmm. You know me in college where yeah. you can you can tell them. You can tell them how I was during college because it is vastly different than the way yes. I am today. Um, specifically around I, I was never resting. I was never yeah. Like stopping. six jobs. Six jobs. <laughs> I know. And going to college full time. That was amazing. <laughs> it was so weird. And and so it's just interesting to me. And I keep being like, okay, space has been forced upon us all. Every single one yeah. of us right now. Yep. So like I almost feel like God's like, you guys aren't choosing this. Here it is. Like, yeah. You're yes. all forced into it. Yes. And I hope, I hope that we at the end of this, that we don't look back and say, oh my gosh, I spent the whole COVID-19 stressing out and like binge watching Netflix. And man, like what if there is a book inside of you waiting to be written? Or what if, you know, the gift of just being with your kids, maybe you're a working mom and you never get to be with your kids as much. I get it. Like I'm going crazy over here, but at the same time, I'm like, what a gift. So like, I'm not doing this perfectly, but yesterday, like playing board games with my kids, letting Mm -hmm. them read to me. Have you ever tried to let a six-year-old who can't read, read you a book? I'm sorry. That requires some patience, but you know what? I, I had it because I was like, I have nothing but time right now. Mm -hmm. So I went on my own little tangent there, but I Mm -hmm. am so grateful for you, Shana, for your voice in the world and for the way Mm -hmm. that you show up. You really are a great supporter and a great cheerleader. And just because you're not hustling or creating things and selling things, like I hope that you feel um, fully supported and seen and valued by me and our friendship in your roles that you play. You wear many hats and you do them all really well. So thank you so much. I'm sure that this will resonate with a lot of people. Yes. Well, great. Thanks for having me. It's been an honor, really. (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. Well, until next time, love and Oreos. 